When alcohol and drugs are taken out of the equation, the result is good memories, made without a hangover, or the embarrassment of playing Sherlock Holmes with your friend's Snapchats, trying to figure out what you did last night while blackout drunk. Although this concept might seem strange or foreign to most students at a state-run school, it is common amongst Christian college attendees. The drinking scene is as foreign to us as it is familiar to most secular students, save for that group of outlier students who manage to evade the vigilant eyes of RAs, RDs, and the Dean of Students. As for myself, I happen to fall in place with the majority of our student body, keeping within the bounds our university expects of us. And although many complain, it becomes excellent material for those cringy jokes we keep telling ourselves, blissful reminders that all shenanigans on our campus shall be sober ones. And in my attendance here at what is now Bethel University, I find myself in many of those sober shenanigans. During my freshman year, when Bethel College was still in my school's email address, I can remember the various pranks I was involved in. Some were sanctioned rites of passage, other were small, innocent ruses that often resulted in revenge pranks of equal hilarity. At the beginning of my stay in Oakwood, I would mischievously steal towels from my next room dorm mate while he showered in the communal bathroom. <laughs> the funny part was replacing it with a section of paper towel, giving him a brief second of sheer confusion, followed by quick indignation. He would often yell my name, Weimer, which could be heard throughout the entire dorm as the tiled bathrooms resonated sound all too well. That particular dorm mate fell victim often to this reoccurring prank of mine, which, of course, resulted in what he felt was justified vengeance. One afternoon, while I was in class, he snuck into my dorm room with the aid of an RA who I had also pulled the same prank on, stripped down, and rolled around in my bed, but naked. Later, the RA told me this, to which I replied, Well, the joke's on him. I sleep naked anyway. And yet, despite all that nudity, we still greet each other and chat whenever we happen to bump into one another on campus. As for the rite of passage, there is only one I can think of. Imagine this. You're in a small, compact dorm, the oldest and smelliest one on campus, and your RA runs through the halls at midnight, announcing the unexpected, but rumored event. He tells you to take off your shirt and head outside. You do so along with every other anxious and confused freshman in Oakwood. Once outside, half naked and afraid, you hear the RA, a junior, whose traps are thick enough to serve as shoulder pads, deliver a burly speech about the Oakwood Brotherhood. And in a pack of barely adult boys, shivering from the brisk night air, you run through each and every pond on Bethel's campus. Through each surprisingly deep and disgusting pond you run, trying to half-swim and walk through the foul-smelling water. You attempt to keep up with a group of better-in-shape athletes, but suddenly the campus you once thought was small becomes impossibly large with fatigue. Completely covered in soggy leaves, detritus, and trace amounts of duck poop, you arrive back at Oakwood with the rest of your dorm, whose clothes drip with the pond's cesspit water. You think that everyone has made it back, but you turn and see a few stragglers behind you. You recognize an RA, 
and a few others helping someone on what looks like an inflatable mattress floating across the last pond with someone on it. You look around and see everyone watching, attentively and excitedly. As the person on the mattress is helped off by his RA and others, a clap arises. It is met with another clap, and then another, and another. In a second, everyone is clapping for this guy, stumbling his way up the hill, excited to see his dorm, earnestly waiting for him. Everyone is cheering, welcoming him into the group as a fellow brother. Many of the newly established brotherhood high-five, some pat wet backs and soaked rear ends. Others even dare to hug. This is a memorable night, a night I remember well, a night where community was made without the need of any sort of substance. It was what made Oakwood Oakwood. Later that night, that guy on the mattress who was born with cerebral palsy gave his life to Christ. Most of us did not know this until he shared his testimony during a chapel service, celebrating the life staff and the intentional community of our school. His story and my experience that night are a wholesome reminder that true community is often made by sober shenanigans.